Hi, my name is Ron. Welcome to Vegas Ringside Rundown. PSA alert. You ever get frustrated when your kid has an attitude? This is how we feel. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It is an up at dawn, pride-swallowing siege that I will never fully tell you about, okay? Get ready to hit the ice with Nate and Ron on Vegas Rinkside Rundown, the podcast that turns the spotlight onto youth hockey in Las Vegas. Well, there you have it. You know, dealing with uh, teenagers there, Nate, I know we struggle sometimes getting these kids uh, moving, motivated, uh, eating their 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 greens. <laughs> Having food, we we deal with hangriness. It's good. that's actually going to be uh, one of our really you know maybe one of the up and coming podcasts. We want to talk about nutrition and all that good stuff. But that's not today. Today we're just talking about travel hockey. How do you get started in it? Where can you go to play it within Las Vegas? Also, we want to talk a little bit more about the Las Vegas Thunderbirds. That is a USPHL team. Uh, run by Joe Micatrato. Uh, who's the other names you got? Joe Micatrato, Marco Benvenuti, and I think that's Creel, right? Creel's the other one. Yeah. Those are the big yeah. owners. Alan Creel. Alan Creel. There you go. Those are the big owners. But they, they ended up coming in, taking on Las Vegas Thunderbirds. So we're, we want to talk a little bit about that. And then definitely... Um, uh, definitely, we're going to start off this podcast talking more about travel hockey. So, Nate, you're a dad that has a kid playing travel hockey. I'm a dad that has a kid playing on two travel hockey teams. How do we do it? We two kids, not a kid. Yeah, two we're kids playing on two different teams. How do we do it? Well, as our intro said, it's a, a lot of uh, self-sacrifice there and a lot of being a taxi back and forth to the practices. And, you know, I like to say, join travel hockey <laughs> where your wallet cries and your social life dies because that's what it's all about as a parent in travel hockey. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, hey, listen, if you guys are listening right now and you're you have a kid that's interested. He's gone through the learn to skate, all the levels, and then he's jumped into house league, and he's like, you know what? I really want to try out. Uh, most tryouts are in the summer or the start of the summer or throughout the summertime. So sometime between April and August, you're going to see tryouts. Um, there's three, or technically there's four places to, to go to for travel, uh, one of them is a multi-organization, same organization, has different areas. So first and foremost, we'll talk about Vegas Junior Golden Knights. Uh, they also have travel teams out of CNA, and they have uh, teams uh, travel teams out of Henderson Silver Knights as well. Right, Nate? Yeah, if you're close to, closer to the Summerlin area, you can head up to City National Arena. And if you're down in Henderson, you can... Go to America First Arena. Check out those clubs. You can, um, you can even probably watch them practice. That's 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 definitely a good thing if your kid's interested. Uh, go check out a practice. You know, get a feel for it. 
And, um, you, you know, and another thing is when you see the travel kids at the stick and pucks, try to play with them. So, yeah. So, you know, cause obviously if your kid's out in house league and he wants to keep playing and practicing, there's uh stick and puck. Most of these kids that are playing travel are usually there. Um, but realistically, because it's Vegas, uh, Junior Golden Knights, uh, which is coming out of CNA Arena for the most part for uh, Vegas Golden Knights, who actually sponsors those junior teams, um, you are going to see one tryout that they will pick multiple teams for the kids, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you'll have different age levels, uh, which we're going to talk about right now is you have your mites, which is eight and under. You have your squirts, which is which is ten and under. You have your peewee, which is twelve and under. You have your bantam, which is fourteen and under. You also have your minor midgets, which I believe is like sixteen and under, and then your major midgets, which I believe is eighteen and under. So you've got all these levels of age groups for these travel teams. Uh, as you, the kids get older, those opportunities to play travel kind of diminish, Nate. They yeah, really the, the, the number of teams that they can participate in diminishes as you get older. Uh, in the, the, well, not entirely. There's, there's fewer mite teams than there are squirt teams. Yeah. Right. And occasionally you'll have fewer squirt teams than peewee. Peewee really is the big one. That's the, the one that has the most teams generally and the most players. Um, well, I mean, in Vegas, I, I think that's a function of when the Golden Knights came around. Yeah. Right. So that's when a lot of the kids uh, got interested in hockey. And then, you know, the, the transition from Peewee to Bantam, if you want to talk about that, that's, that's where you start losing some players. And um, so the number of teams that you can participate in there goes down, I think, roughly um, one team per organization. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's, it's also sort of the, the, the great filter there, right? Because they start checking in 14U. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, the game is a little, a little more physical in Peewee than it is Squirt, but still it's not – you're not allowed – to really check you can you can body someone and you can bump bump people around but you can't full-on check that all changes uh when you go into 14u bantam sure but for mites just just so we can kind of go through the order uh mm -hmm. mites which is eight and under uh they don't really travel at all i don't believe i don't well, believe mites well, travels so it depends on the team if you're on the top mites team you might travel some Okay. Uh, otherwise, you're you're generally playing tournaments here in town. But if you're uh, on the top top mites team for your organization, you're going to travel a little bit. Go to California, go to Utah, go to Arizona. Okay. And um, so some of the some of the tournaments will be half ice for mites, and some will be full ice. It yeah. Just depends on which what level you're playing and where you're playing at. Um, if you go back east, it's all going to be full ice, but. Um, yeah, but we're not talking about back east. We're talking about Vegas, baby. Well, I'm saying if your team travels east, you'll you'll oh, play full ice tournaments. Good call. Right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, then, but here on the west coast, it's generally half ice tournaments. Okay, and then um, we know we know a little bit about Storm Squirt team, especially from last year. They actually had a pretty 
pretty dominant team. Uh, they're double A because they you still have a double A. We we didn't even talk about the so you have the, your ages, of course, uh, yeah. your age groups. But then you also have are they you have a B team, you can have an A team, you can have a double A team, you can have triple A team, you can have elite. There's all these different levels within the age group, including different organizations. So currently in Vegas, there's like well for for making it streamlined here, there's really three organizations, right? So you have your mm-hmm. Vegas Junior Golden Knights, you've got your uh, Fiesta um, Ice Warriors, and then you have your uh, Las Vegas Storm, right? Those are your three major travel teams. Within the, those organizations, you're going to have levels of travel teams. Um, and then, of course, house league and so on and so forth. But for travel hockey, uh, that's pretty much it. Now, Vegas, like I said a little bit earlier, Vegas tends to have an opportunity to have more teams because they have the other set of ice. So they have four sheets of ice. And they can use uh, they use most of their ice time is out in in Henderson, and uh, they can generate a few more teams at both can at both places. Um, but Las Vegas I, uh, Las Vegas Ice Center has two sheets of ice and has a storm program, which is pretty robust to be honest with you. And then of course your uh, ice warriors that have one sheet of ice. Now, luckily there is I'm hearing it's rumor. I mean, unless it's official, official that they're going to be building two fresh sheets of ice out there uh, next to the Ice Warriors Arena. And then from there, uh, they'll hopefully they'll be able to move into those two sheets of ice and produce more teams and so on and so forth. Also, uh, with the Ice Warriors, is they, they are a non, non-profit, um, which is run by uh, Gina, who does a really good job of, of helping out kids in need, too for supplies and gear, you actually can go to our uh, Vegas Rigside Rundown uh, group page. You can actually see that interview with Gina uh, talking about her new book, her kid's book that just came out. Um, also, a little bit of history of how she got into the, the whole thing and why she's doing what she's doing. But uh, kudos to her. But yeah, you, you've got three places to go to, right? So um the question is, is when does your kid start, Nate? Like, how old do they need to be? Well, I mean, it, it really depends on your kid, right? I mean, when are they interested in it? I, if you're if you're Canadian, right, they're already on the ice when they're born. They come with a pair of skates uh, attached to them when they're born. But here in the U.S., generally our kids get on the ice around between 6 and 8. So, but you know what? That's It's, it's not as big a deal as people make it out to be. Um, it, it really depends on your kid, right? Some kids just get on the ice and take to it right away. Other kids, it takes a little bit of time for them to to come around. You know, there's um, – we have kids just starting out in Bantam, and they're on Bantam A or um, I think yeah. Bantam B. So, and it's their first season of travel. So it really depends on your kid. You know, what does your kid want to do? What's he interested in doing? Yeah. And, um, you, you know, it's, so yeah. uh, you can go and try out and see where you are. And you, you, you really have to figure out what your, your, how your kid is going to respond to that. You know, if they don't, 
they don't make it and it's a little too early and maybe they go out there and embarrass themselves, but it's a, that's, you just got to talk to them and see, you know, say, Hey, I don't think you're ready. Or, you know, I think you're ready. Um, and just go out and try. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day though, kids getting out on the ice is always good to see. Um, not all kids are going to make a travel team. That's pretty, we don't have enough ice for that to even happen, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, it is good for competition. It's good for the kids. It's good to see kids looking up to other kids, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. I remember when Brandon was getting into the game and, and he was skating and made the team. Uh, we heard other kids in house league uh, mentioning like, oh, hey, Brand- I want to skate like Brandon. I want to get out there and do what he's doing. I mean, that's that's positive things to see. And uh, especially from a dad that has two in the business, um, it's good to see that they are potentially, you know, making an impression on kids. They have no idea who they're making impressions on, right? Uh, They don't know every kid out there, but the fact that kids do look up to them and not just my children, everybody on the travel team, any travel team, to be honest with you, um, that's what kids strive for. Uh, My my child, uh, you know, because I could speak for Brandon, you know, he started off with uh, PWB. That was his first opportunity to play travel was PWB. And um, I know he had a very good coach. Uh, his um, his name's Nick. And uh, he was a very good coach. He was taking, he was, he was working with the kids. And his, uh, full, he had like a post-season uh, interview and, and with Brandon. And he's like, so what do you want to do? He's like, and it's like, I want to play Pee Wee Double A. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Do you want me to work with you? Yes, we, he worked over the summer. And little. it turned out very well because Brandon tried out again and made the, the Pee Wee Double A team. So as long as you're motivated and you have a goal, um, you're going to make it. Now, did Brandon make Pee Wee, or excuse me, did Brandon make Bantam Double A? He did not. Um. At the end of the day, you know, he said to himself that he he wanted to make double A. He didn't make it. He understood that. So his goal was to play as best as he could on Bantam A, which he did. He played he had a really good season on Bantam A. But his goal going into this year was to make Bantam double A. He made it, which is great. That's what you want to see. You want to see kids dry, you know, striving to do good, to improve where they're at. And if they can't improve that, there's still nothing wrong with that at all. A lot of the times, to be honest with you, like I said, there's not enough sheets of ice and not enough opportunity for kids to play certain levels uh, to always be a double A player or to always be an A player. Now, you probably get that mostly on the East Coast. You probably can do that depending on where you're living. But there are. I was listening to a podcast, uh, I don't know, maybe like last week about uh, somebody – sending an email out saying, hey, you know, we only have one sheet of ice in our town and we only can play, we can only play X amount of times and X amount of practices. Uh, I mean, you can only imagine, like, if a lot of kids decided to go out and play, how are they going to all just make up that ice time? They, there's, not enough, <laughs> there's not enough sheets of ice, especially for a town that has one. We happen to have two, four, six seven sheets of ice so I, I, i'm sure you agree nate that you know even seven sheets is not enough for vegas well 
in the in this town now. I mean, with the the popularity of hockey now, no, we we have um, what was it? North of 150 kids trying out for Bantam. Yeah. Uh, north of 160 for Pee Wee, and uh, I can't remember what the number was for Squirt, but and that was after a lot of those kids that would have tried out. Uh, that was after. Vegas. High school tryouts. Which oh were yeah, in yeah. The spring. Yeah. Um, you're right. Still, you had right. So you. I mean, it's just, well, you had VGK who tried out first. Then you had a high school. Yeah. We're talking Bantam folks. You're talking high school opportunity for Bantam kids. Kids like freshman year going into high school, they have an opportunity to play for a high school team if they wanted to. And then you have still Storm and Ice Warriors that still had open tryouts. Yeah, and and I think for. VGK, they had 174 kids try out. I believe that was the number. I, I mean, I, I yeah, it's the number six in my head, but um, yeah, and so that's 174 kids trying out for at most 60 spots, yeah, at the very most, yeah. Um, more likely, what did VGK end up taking? 22 kids, so that's 20 skaters plus two goalies for Bantam level, yeah. They took two teams, yeah. yeah. Two teams, 20 skaters, two goalies. And so, so like 40, uh, almost 44 kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that, that's still 44 out of 174. It's, you know, all those kids just, and then you still had 140 some come try out for Storm. So we added a few kids, and that was minus the 44 that tried out for uh, BGK. Yeah. And still, your your storm only took seventeen skaters and two goalies on each team, I believe. Or is it sixteen? Is Six, it sixteen? Is it yeah, 16? sixteen. Sixteen skaters. So, so eighteen yeah, kids total with with goalies. So that's thirty. Only thirty six out of the hundred and forty. So yeah. that's still a hundred and four kids that. They didn't make the team, and then they go to Ice Warriors, and you still have over a hundred kids trying out there. Yeah. Um. So it's it's a competition, and competition is good, right? Getting, even if your kid doesn't make the team, being involved in that competition will improve them. Improve oh yeah. Them as a person, and if they don't make it, as a parent, one thing you want to try to do is, uh, you know, speaking from experience, I mean, I. Uh, my son Alex, uh, his first opportunity to play was on Squirt B. So he tried out, uh, and he was trying to make uh, Squirt Double A for VGK, mm-hmm. uh, and he didn't make it. He 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 made the B team, and and that was okay. Uh, he was he was disappointed, but you know what he. He worked really, really hard, and we went and tried out the next season for Pee Wee, at VGK, and he didn't make he didn't make either team. He didn't make the Pee Wee A team or the Pee Wee Double A team. So they they really? cut him uh, completely. And you know what that that moment right there is when he. I, I will say he worked like he never worked before. He went to Storm. He made the top team, which was Storm A. Yeah, at the time. Yep. At the time. Because they, they had an A and then a B team. Yep. 
Um, and it was okay because we ended up we ended up playing in a lot of double A tournaments and and getting our butts kicked. But that was fine. You know, it was, it was a learning experience. It was first year. He had a great coach and uh, had a good time. Mm-hmm. But he worked really, really hard that season. And, um, you know, he he came back the next season and um, in the tryouts and everything, he was he was dominant. And that was because of the hard work that he had put throughout the season because he was motivated from not making any of the teams. Yeah. And, there- and you know, that – so if you don't make a team, it's not the end of the world – if you it can it can trigger something in your kid to make them work even harder, which is a great thing, you know. They, they, and they then they can see, hey, if I work hard, I get rewarded, uh, which is something you want to teach them for everything in life. And that, that's one of the the good things about travel hockey is you you're not just teaching them hockey; you're teaching them life lessons. Yeah, and especially you know, especially here when you may not, as you get older, you may not be able to to get on a team. Um, those are big life lessons learned, but I could tell you it's not for the faint of heart. I mean, travel hockey is not, it's not cheap. Let's be honest. Um, mm. You have to have a love of the game. You have to have a love for your kid. Uh, that'd be helpful. <laughs> um, it, it's not cheap. It's, it's quite expensive. Now, if you have any questions about travel hockey or, uh, anything about travel hockey or how to get started or whatever, you can always check us out at uh, Vegas, um, VegasRinkside.com. You can go to our website. A lot of our information that we're talking about in this uh, podcast will be posted there. But also send us an email. Uh, email us at info at VegasRinkside.com. That's info at VegasRinkside.com. But I wanted to get into more of the, you know, the cost that, you know, there, there is a significant cost to play travel. The cost also include, does not include certain items for gear, like Mm -hmm. team helmets is one that is like, if you, you want to have a color, like most teams have a specific color. Ice Warriors have white, Storm has purple, uh, VGK has gray. So if you don't have that color, you would need to get one. Um, gloves is another one that is not not included. Uh, that I'm I don't I don't think that's I I believe I know for the ice wears it's not included for the ice wears as well. And I think most of these teams and and organizations come together on what I think they try to work it out together on like hey what should we include or not include. Most everything else is in a sense of a hockey bag, some. Um, Obviously, practice jerseys, game jerseys, game socks, uh, practice socks, I believe, are, are there. But, you know, you're most of the time for parents like us, we're waiting for that gear to come in. Um, but that is part of the fees. And then some of the other parts that are not included is actually traveling. <laughs> if you yeah, have your, an organization. Your airfare, your gas, yeah. your hotel. If you have an organization, some organizations travel more than others. Um be prepared. The reality of it is, is is a lot of organizations do a lot of fundraising to help offset some of that cost, which is helpful. Um, but be prepared that if you're traveling to Colorado or Chicago or Nashville, um, you're going to have to pay for airfare to get there. You're going to have to pay for your hotel while you're there. And you're going to have to pay for, for some food too. 
it's like a mini vacation, but everything's strictly focused on hockey. Like you can't, you can sneak away for a little bit, but you can't just sneak away and just, hey, we're, we won't be participate in group activities. You, it's a really great opportunity for the kids to bond and to get to know each other. But, but at the end of the day, though, it does come at a cost, and that cost is your pocketbook. I think you had mentioned it at the beginning, your wallet. <laughs> right? Yeah, your wallet. But, I mean, it's also your time, and that's where the, the, the other part of that saying, your social life does. Your wallet cries and your social life dies. Oh yeah, um, like we can we can speak. It's for not our... only a cost. Yeah, go ahead. Hmm? Yeah, go ahead. It's not only a cost of of money, right? It's a cost of your time. Yeah, and if you are going on the trips with your kid, it's it's there's not a lot of time to do anything other than hockey, right? Because you have a game or two each day. And then the kids will have meetings for their teams. And then the kids will have team activities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's great for them. They'll bond. They'll make great friends, friends that will probably last for a lifetime. Yeah. And even even if they're not on the same team, you know, they'll still be friends on teams across, you know, across town or whatever. And yeah. uh, there's, a, there's a few kids that have moved to other places that, my son Alex knows that he's still friends with them, even though they're in like Florida or Texas or Arizona. Sure. So, or within the city. <laughs> yeah. Within the city. We, we, uh, my, uh, we, my kids have the same kind of friends and they're still playing video games and, and talking smack to each other. Uh, especially when they get, they're going to get ready to play each other at some point. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. And it, it leads to, I mean, it's it's good for them. I mean, it, it's good for them to know, learn how to maintain those relationships, and good for them to learn how to interact in a group. And it's again, it's those life lessons that they learn beyond hockey that really is the most important things that you get out of travel hockey. Yep. So no life, pretty much from late August or the start of September to as late as March. You're you're doing travel. Or or on into the summer season, as we've done these past few sure. summers. Sure, of course. I mean, you can you your kid can play hockey year round if they he wanted to. Um, it's not recommended for sure. It's definitely not recommended. Actually, the recommendation I think through USA Hockey is for them to play other sports in the summer to get away yeah, from hockey. Definitely. Yeah, but yeah, for step away for kids like my kid, he can't do that. Like, I hear it. When they don't even when they don't even practice in the week, you know my other son Ethan, he's like, Dad, I'm gonna get back. I'm I'm not gonna be good. I'm like, you just practiced like two days ago. I need, you know, they 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 want to be on the ice. They want to improve. They want to get better. But yeah, cost is is expensive, and also we you know some of the programs um, include coaches fees. Some don't, and those coaches fees can add up too. So just be mindful. And if you have any specific questions, once again please reach out to us at info at vegasringside.com. We'll be happy to reply back and, and give you any info that we can to help you out. Plus, you know, we're parents that have kids in the, in the game. Um, so we can also try to direct you on where you can try to save money or get money um, to help with, with your, hockey organ, uh, your hockey career with your children. Um, but, we, yeah, we talked about, like, levels B, A, AA, AAA. There is no elite in Vegas, um, you'll see some of the elite stuff coming out of like Denver, 
um, California, uh, Arizona might even have an elite team. I'm, I think, uh, maybe. Yeah, I think the Coyotes have an elite team. Yeah, and the Bobcats as well. And I think Utah has a, an elite team, but we, we at this time don't really have an elite team. The question is, Nate, and I'll, I'll ask you. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. Um, elite versus AAA. Any thoughts on that? Well, there's really no technical distinction. USA Hockey only recognizes Tier 1 and Tier 2, which is Tier 1 is your AAA, Tier 2 is your AA. So when you go into the, the Nationals, the National Championships, the, the, the end of the season playoffs, if you will, which your kids start participating in at the Bantam level. Yeah. Uh, really, they only recognize... Um, tier one and tier two. So either you're you're a triple A or you're a double A. They don't know. They don't recognize the difference between elite and uh, not elite triple A. However, there are some tournaments which do. Okay. And for example, the CCM tournaments do, which is why you have two different. Even in the double A, you have two different levels. Yeah. Right. Like CCM World Invite in Chicago. Yeah. So you'll you'll have two different. Levels for your AAA, and you'll have two different levels for your AA. And uh, you can break it down even further. Um, organizations do year-based teams. So rather than we're a 14U Bantam team, uh, they'll say, hey, we're a 2009 Bantam team. So only 2009 birth years uh, will be on the team. And, you know, 2010, 11, 12, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So some hockey organizations, which may have more talent to do that, will do that. Yeah. And But we, we, we're not there yet in Vegas. We don't have enough single birth year kids to sort of make a team that's sufficiently talented, sufficiently well put together to go through a birth year team. Um, a lot of those birth year teams, uh, well, actually, no, uh, the 2013 AAA on VGK is a birth year team. Yeah. That's the first, sorry, 2000, 2010, 2010, 13U AAA. Yeah. That's the first, uh, all, all year 13U, right? Really? You have to be 13 years old or going to be 13. Yeah. 2010. You have to be a 2010 kid born year. And you uh, have an opportunity to play on their first their first AAA team, which is a which is a big step for Vegas as far as trying to get um, all the same year for the for the kids. Other organizations do it. California does it. You know, places that have thousands of players. You know what I mean? Um, can do that. And we, well, you didn't know this, but when we played um, PWB the first year that Brandon was in Storm, we were in a tournament called the Mountain Cup, and that was up in Utah. I believe you guys might have been up there. I, I don't know if we were up there at the same time. I don't, maybe you weren't. We played in the Mountain Cup, which would have been in May. It would have been May. And I was right in COVID or just the end or middle of COVID at that time. And, uh, we ended up playing a team, a, a, a 2000, it was basically a, a squirt team 
that jumped up to peewee because you can go up you just mm-hmm. can't go down right so a squirt team jumped into the tournament in a peewee a division and smoked us <laughs> like like smoked us right we're like oh my god like these kids were a year younger what's going on this is crazy but talking to the dads and they were super nice uh they were actually the anaheim duck uh, uh squirt team like their best squirt team um they've been playing together for like four years five years all of them mm-hmm. same team moving yeah. up kept them together coach probably the same coach or close to the same coaching style system whatever they had it down and we were just a kid you know we we were excited we had won quite a few tournaments but in peewee b you know there's more opportunity to win more tournaments um as if you go to peewee a and peewee double a the, the competition gets harder for sure but um yeah it was uh it was a uh, you know seeing that stuff so we as vegas when i say we i'm talking vegas in general in whole it, we don't have that opportunity we never had that opportunity to have a full team uh aged out team right uh vegas bantam last year double a had two kids that were 09 everybody else was 08 they were close but they had to stay in into a special division because they had the 2009s on the team they just couldn't they couldn't pull together and i i believe honestly that vegas uh vegas junior golden knights you know are really trying to get there with having mm-hmm. the all age same age team uh, but until there's more kids interested which i'm sure there will be because you know the the club the nhl club definitely won it all last year so mm-hmm. there's going to be another burst of kids wanting to play hockey for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we're just going to see hockey continue to grow in Vegas. And it's it's going to be fun to watch, right? I mean, it's it's already been crazy. I mean, when Alex first started um, in squirts, um, I want to say that there were... 60 kids, 65, 66 kids trying out. And now we are, you know, well into the hunt, you know, approaching 200 kids for a tryout. Yeah. And that was when the 60 some kids were trying out, the only travel team that was up and running was VGK. Yeah. Yeah. Storm Uh, Storm got back into it. Nice Warriors didn't come around until about... 2016 or 2017 uh they were just getting on board in 20 i think she said 2016 in her interview but that was just learn to skate that was yeah, like not were, even they travel didn't have their travel team i think because alex was uh 2019 when he did the squirt b yeah and ice warriors didn't have their travel team then either yeah and um, you know and and it i definitely recommend you you know reaching out i mean well, going to our, our website uh, not excuse me, not our website, our, our Facebook page. Um, go to our Facebook page, our group, and uh, Vegas Ringside uh, Vegas Ringside Rundown, and you'll see that interview that with Gina and the Ice Warriors. Um, it's a it's a really good interview. It obviously, talks a little bit about our book and that too, which is totally cool. It's a children's book about Maverick, the hockey player. Um, but but nevertheless, that's a you'll kind of get an understanding of why she got into it and and where did the ice warriors come from they actually came from another, there was other teams here 
Mm-hmm. Like the Wranglers was another team that was being, but yeah. they weren't at that facility. They were other facilities kind of phased in, phased out as the Wranglers moved on. Wranglers was an East Coast Hockey League team, uh, but they also had a junior small youth hockey program, um, which they had really good coaches, actually. Coach Palin actually played, uh, was a head coach for um, that Wranglers team. Yeah, and, and uh, Wally was also. Yeah. Coach for that Wranglers team. So, so you're, they, they, they did very well. Yeah, so there are definitely differences between all three programs, for sure. So do, 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 do. Do-do. Kids should be laughing at that one. So please do your your due diligence and reach out to the organizations. Um, the the director for Vegas Junior Golden Knights, that's Darren Elliott. You can reach out to him. Uh, the director for Las Vegas Ice Center for the Storm program, that's Kenny Brooks. You can reach out to him. Uh, for the the Ice Warriors at Fiesta, that's Gina, but I'm not sure what Gina, what's Gina's last name? Do you know? Keel, I believe. K-I-E-L-B. Well, I think she got married. So it, I think it's, oh, okay. I think her last name has changed, no. but ask for Gina <laughs> and, uh, you know, ask for her. If you have any questions, you totally, they're happy to talk to you guys. They're happy to, you know, give out the information. Uh, they're happy to work with families to get them set up. Also speaking about working with families, um, don't forget about the local hockey shops to get gear, sticks, tape, wax, whatever you need for your local hockey, uh, for your equipment. Make sure you reach out to your local hockey equipment, uh, salespeople. That is, you know, there's a few at the, the rinks. So Las Vegas ice center has one, um, uh, CNA and America first arenas have one, but we also have a, a local shop off of windmill and Maryland parkway. And it's called revolt hockey. Uh, I totally would advise for you guys to go check that place out. Uh, it's, it's local families that own it and, uh, definitely check out for their gear. Um, they're, they're coming on board. They've got a lot of new stuff coming in. But Revolt Hockey, uh, they also have a Facebook page, Instagram. Um, and also, of course, you got your big conglomerate, which is Pure Hockey. That's another place uh, off of Decatur and the 215. But all those places, you know, if you're looking for gear, those are it. And I do believe, Nate, if you're looking for used gear coming soon, I think in the fall, Henderson's going to have uh, played again sports. Oh, that'll be really... So they're going to have an opportunity for you to, for families that have gear, like I have a lot of gear, to sell their gear to them. Like they'll have a per- buying opportunity or selling. You can sell your gear, they'll buy it. And then that, that gear will be uh, sold as well at a, at a reduced price because it's used equipment. But nevertheless, there's some options out there. Oh, also, don't want to forget, and there's a shout out to Las Vegas um, Fiesta Ice Arena. There's a... There is a pro shop in there as well. And you can get some used mm-hmm. gear too, in addition to new gear, brand new gear. Um, do you know the kid's name who, who runs it? I think it's Kevin, I want to say. Well, my apologies if it's not. But nevertheless, you can go to the Fiesta Ice Arena and, and check out that pro shop as well. So there's pro shops all over, starting to pop up all over town, which is great to see. 
But also, also Nate's got a special uh, spot he wants to hey, run. Why did the book go to school? I don't know, Nate. Why did the book go to school? To improve its storyline. And speaking of stories, have you checked out the Tall Tales app? Absolutely. It's the app where stories aren't just read. They come alive. You're right, Ron. But it's the one app where the plot truly thickens. Tall Tales app, where every story gets on gets an A+. I crack myself up. I love the, I love these uh, little pop-ins and stuff, and we're you know trying to plug some stuff. But absolutely, go to talltales.app. Uh, go to your Google Play or your um, Apple uh, App Store. You type in Tall Tales, and you get a nice little AI-generated uh, story time, right? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. So anything more we need to really add with travel hockey or anything that we've missed? Like I said, if there's, if you have questions out there, hit us up at info at VegasRingside.com. That's info at VegasRingside.com. Anything else? Well, I don't think we really answered the, uh, when should your kids start? Ooh, good question. So, I mean, we kind of talked about when our kids started and when you should start, but, and, and about like, making sure your kid's ready. But I think um, after your kid's been playing house league for about a year, right? Yeah. Then, you know, go ahead and I think that's, that's, that's a pretty good barometer. Even playing for about house playing in house league for about a year, which is about three seasons. Okay. Yeah, you kind of cut out because uh, the internet. So you're saying play House League for at least a year, which is about three seasons of House League, correct? Correct, yes. Okay. And then so, and then take the plunge, yeah. take the lunge, take the, the step forward or the skate forward. Hey, if, if, if you're, if you're you know, if you don't mind tears from your wallet, go ahead and take the plunge. Well, we don't mind... And, you know, especially no, with, all. well, for me, you know, my kids have jumped in and out of a lot of these kids as they get older, they're actually doing school from home, which is a great spinoff from having COVID because that's more available, more prevalent. But because of that, though, they don't have the friendships. I think like my son doesn't have the friendships in high school, close friends, as he does with his hockey team. And none of the kids in the hockey team oh, yeah. on the hockey team, um, live next to him besides one timmy does timmy lives right down the street Mm -hmm. but everybody else lives wherever you know throughout the valley so it is a great opportunity for especially if your kids are not really having that relationships in school as we normally would see these kids do um they will have those relationships in there so you said age though you said hockey so how old like i is it worth getting into mites ate you travel honestly well, I mean, for the hockey, no. Yeah. But for everything else, certainly, right? They start building those friendships. They start meeting those kids. And by the time they're they're peewees, you know, those you know, they've got life, you know, friends that they've known for what, 4 years already, and you know, now you start traveling around the country with them and you just grow closer. Yeah. I think um I mean, I think it's it's worth it for that. 
you know, it's it's not worth it um, for the hockey part. I mean, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun, but really, it's all about the 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 other things, the love of the, the game, things that are happening off the ice. It's all about the, the love, love of, the of the game, right? Yeah, it's all about the love of the game. I'm not Absolutely. saying, yeah, we're not saying you don't have to, you know, you shouldn't uh, do travel mites, but. In, in the big scheme of things, the if you uh, done research and you looked up uh, USA Hockey, um, you will see that the golden age of hockey for most kids is the peewee level. That's where they really they really grow and learn the most. Squirts, obviously, they're learning stuff, but retaining and 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 moving forward um, with their their development and growth, you see more in peewee. But there's a lot of ages. Uh, and a lot of opportunity. I mean, you're looking at four years before Peewee, Nate. You know what I mean? Four yeah. years. Mites is two years. Squirts is two years. Then you get in Peewee. You got two more years. So six years before you even hit Bantam. My son yeah. got started playing when he was a squirt. Uh, last second season of squirt, we'll say. Second, uh, yeah, season. And then he jumped into Peewee, Peewee, Bantam, Bantam. So he's been playing for five years. So this is his fifth year. Would he be a better player if he had played in a might level or might house league? Yeah, absolutely. Would have been a better skater for sure, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, you know, one other thing would uh, which I, I think uh, I would recommend too, you know, parents are asking, you know, have asked me and probably you, you know, is it worth doing the one-on-one skates with the coaches? Is it worth getting your kid out there um, skating with the coaches in early morning practices, which is private skates, we'll say, or late mm-hmm. in the afternoon, or um, what's your thoughts on that? Because I have a, I think I might have a different opinion than you. Well, certainly in the beginning, uh, with our kids, because they both started late or all three of them started kind of late. Yeah. Uh, it was a hundred percent necessary for them to sort of catch up. Yeah. Right. So if your kid's starting around the squirt level or the peewee level and they have aspirations of playing travel, really the only way that they're going to catch up and get there is if they do that. Okay. But the same token, if your kid's starting off early, it's all about the skating skating links anytime you can get them on the ice whether it's private coaches or it's group power skates or it's uh stick and pock or even you know a lot of times they'll let the kids that know how to skate go out there and help with the learn to skates or even becoming a referee right yeah anytime they can get on the ice that's that's where you should be putting your your money putting your time just getting them on the ice getting them skating because that's what it's all about. That that's going to be the difference between making a team and not. How well do you skate? Okay. And so, for sure, even if your kid's been you know on the ice since he was two years old, morning extra morning lessons, doing more skating is always going to be beneficial. Yeah. So here's where, <clears throat> excuse me. Here's where I am different. I agree. So here's where I'm the same with you. I agree that skating is important. I don't necessarily agree that it has to be with a coach working on stick skills. I feel no, no. I feel like if you're going to take advantage of an hour of ice time, I think you should take advantage of 
like you had said, power skating. I think you should totally take advantage of, um, pri- uh, I say private, but it could be with multiple kids, but just skating in general, full eye mm-hmm. skate, working with a, a skating coach. Um, yeah, absolutely. I would say if they're long, if they're young enough, get them with a, you can even get them with a figure skater, uh, coach. You know what I mean? Working on the yeah. cuts, the turns, as you had mentioned before, your son, uh, has had, uh, in previous podcasts have ha- had had a lot of that because his mom did the, f- this figure skater side. Mm-hmm. So he got a different angle we'll say or a different you know teaching on how to skate and turn and he's he's always looked very pretty and fluent out on the ice um very natural in his turns not clunky or hard but but that's the difference that i think i i don't think that the best way your kid is going to improve stick handling skills uh the learning the game is if you got a coach that will do off ice like plays, setting mm-hmm. up stuff like we did, you know, as being coaches in house league, um, mm-hmm. I think that's helpful. I um, and also team practices, as many as you can get in. I think yeah, I think team practices, uh, and I can say this with with a degree of of knowing, you know, I I have my second son, Ethan who we who we did not have go into a um, tournament team. And so we ended up doing house league. And honestly, I, yes, house league, yes, he's out skating. But there's, and yes, they have group practices, but it's not the same as a team practice. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's mostly group drills, you know, but not like a team working with, the you know, the same kids that you're going to be playing with. Um, I saw a decline in his his uh, skating ability and his team play, mm-hmm. and uh, getting him back into team because he's on right now. He's currently on the Ice Warriors. Uh, improves, he, you know, and I keep telling him like he tri- he did not try out for VGK, but he did try out for Storm. He did not make Storm. He made final cut, uh, and then he made all the way to final cut and made the team for the Ice Warriors. You know, he played like nine <laughs> nine tryouts. Uh, days in like 12 days you, he practiced you know basically got an hour of practice for nine days out of 12 uh, he was exhausted um you know he he was like all right i made the team and i'm like yes that's what you want to do you want to make this team because as kids you know they have doubts they they go through the process like if he had tried out for vgk and didn't make it and tried out for storm and didn't make it you know th- those hurt their ego you know what i mean yeah. but at the end of the day though Making a team, let it be Ice Warriors or VGK or Storm, those those practices are going to be huge for him to grow as a hockey player versus going back into, say, House League. And I would also say, though, if you are in House League, I'd be in multiple leagues. I think I wouldn't, wouldn't just be in one. I'd probably be in two. I'd probably be for yeah, VGK. Your goal is to play... Travel. If they, if your kid wants to be a travel player, yep. Because they know- got to be doing more than just one house league. They've got to be doing more than just what those house leagues are giving them as far as practice. Yeah, and you know, I, I would say, whether yep. Whether it's private or not, they have to be working and doing more if they want to level up 
and get to the point to where they're going to make the team. And, and that's really in any sport, right? And, you know, you have to, the, the term, um, my hockey coach, um, in high school used to say was you have to grind your face off. Yeah. You, you've got to, you, you've got to grind and you've got to learn to love the grind or else you're not going to, I mean, there's, there's are some kids that just have the talent. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But even if your kid has the talent, they're not going to be the, where they should be if they don't learn to really grind, really do the hard work. Yep. Because you can have kids that have talent early in their, we'll say career, mites, squirts, peewee. Eventually those kids that didn't have the talent initially, they do catch up because oh, yeah. they, they absolutely catch up. At the end of the day, though, you, you, I, I agree. If you didn't make a team, a travel team, then yes, it would be important to still do the skating skills, still meet with the coaches. I mean, let's be honest. Parents are going to put kids with coaches who do morning skates or afternoon skates, coaches so they can be noticed. I mean, that's the bottom line. And you know, Unfortunately, it's, it's, you kind of have to a little bit. Correct, right? correct. But the also, know you. yes, but also they need the ice time. Absolutely. And if you're if your kids like, yeah, I want to make a travel team, but you know, I didn't make any and I'm going to play one one thing of house league and and I'll get on a team, probably it's it's going to be a lot harder. I'm not going to say you're not oh. going to make a team because there's been plenty of kids that have come from travel, I mean, excuse me, have come from house league that have made teams. So it can be done. The question is, is your kid motivated? Hey Ron, why did the mortgage go on vacation? Hmm. I'm not sure. Why did the mortgage go on vacation? Because life takes you places. And speaking of places, when I wanted to secure mine, I went to All Western Mortgage. Ha <laughs> makes sense. They're not just about rates. They're about destination. Exactly. Finding my dream home, dream home and securing a loan was a breeze with them. All Western Mortgage, where life takes you places, secure your destination with us. Really with them. Really. Yeah. With All Western Mortgage. It definitely Mortgage. was a, a, a breeze, more of a breeze than that spot was. Because <laughs> my tongue was not working. That's okay. <laughs> and hey, you know what? Um, we really take pride into getting those uh, spots out there. And, and it, it helps It helps the uh, podcast, uh, the 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 spots, it, it helps us, right? But also, you know what else helps us? Getting people onto Instagram, uh, X, or formerly X. known as Twitter, or or our Facebook group page. Make sure if you're listening, jump in and follow and like. Um, we, we will take questions from any one of those three locations and bring it on to our next podcast. So if you have a question you want us to talk about on, on the podcast, Put it up there. I'll be happy to talk about it. Um, Absolutely. I just want to briefly, briefly just go over now the Las Vegas Thunderbirds because we mentioned at the beginning of the game, kind of talked about travel and, and, and all that. Obviously, if you have more questions for us, please hit us up at info at VegasRingside.com. But Las Vegas Thunderbirds, you're like thinking to yourself, Thunderbirds? Who are they, Right. Well, the Las Vegas Thunderbirds is a United, USPHL. That's United States Premier Hockey League. 
this this the Thunderbirds, the Las Vegas Thunderbirds, are located obviously in Las Vegas. Um, they we were uh, fortunate enough to go to uh, one of their games last week, uh, last weekend. Uh, definitely going to a couple of games this week for sure. Um, man, what a what a game! Um, first game we went to see was game one. Really, the only game we're we're definitely going to try to hit a few more games. But the their first game home opener. And that you know the the three there's three owners on this team. Uh, those three owners were on the ice to drop the puck, which was pretty awesome to see. And we got to see a a USPHL team. Now you're probably wondering, oh, what is USPHL? What what does that mean? Well, let me give you, uh, let me give you what the I guess you would say what the definition is, right? For um, for the United States uh, Premier Hockey League, because uh, I have it here, I believe, uh, or maybe I I thought I had it here. Maybe I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So here it is. It's so the USPHL consists of Premier Elite Junior levels as well as EHF Select or EHF South 18U, 16U. It says 15U and high performance youth divisions with organizations located throughout the United States. We happen to have one. You're probably like, well, what is EHF? Well, that is called the Eastern Hockey Federation. So there is a lot of teams. And Nate, uh, do you have the teams that are actually in? We're in the Pacific Division. Do you have happen to have those teams? I do. So teams in the Pacific Division. Yeah. Okay, so the teams in Pacific my tongue's still not working. Yeah, the Pacific, Pacific Division. Division teams. Yep. So we have the Bakersfield Roughnecks. Ooh. The Fresno Monsters. Ooh. The Lake Tahoe Lakers. Wow. Las Vegas Thunderbirds, okay. our team. Okay. The Long Beach Shredders. Okay. The Ontario Junior Reign and the San Diego Sabers. Oh, Sabres. See, I was calling yes. them, what was I calling them? The Sandy. You were calling them the Cougars. The Cougars. Which is an entirely different thing, Ron. Yeah. They're totally a Sabre. <laughs> what was I thinking? Well, just so you guys know and are aware, and I, I, I don't think we mentioned it, they did play last week, uh, which I was talking about, obviously. The game one, Thunderbirds takes that down 9 3. Game two, the Thunderbirds win again 6 2. And or excuse me, game two, and then game three, they end up winning four one. Uh, interesting thing, they played a three game series against the San Diego Sabers. Let's get that yes. right, not Cougars, not Cougars. There was Cougars out Sabres. there, but Sabers is a much. <laughs> yes. But Sabers on the ice, Ron. Sabers, Sabers on the ice. Sabers on the ice. Okay, and then this weekend though is going to be a Las Vegas, uh, more more Las Vegas games uh, at CNA Arena. A mission is free, so if you want to bring your kids out there to watch the Las Vegas Thunderbirds, which I highly recommend, uh, their team is absolutely is wicked, fa- wicked fast. Oh yeah, uh, they're going to yeah, be have some great players. Uh, absolutely, they're going to be playing three games against the Ontario Junior Reign, mm-hmm. which that should be it's a divisional matchup, which is good. And, yep, and the uh, Reign are coming in three and one so far on the season. So. Okay. Should be a, a, a great matchup. They're on a three-game winning streak. So they lost oh. their first game, but then turned it on. 
Uh, first game, they played the Lake Tahoe Lakers. They lost 4-3. to three. It was the uh, first of the three-game series. Came back the next time, 5-4 to four win. And the next game was 3 to nothing win. And then they had a, a one-game stopover with the Long Beach Shredders. They came out on top of that one, 10 to nothing. Wow. So, crush like the Shredders. Going up and up and up. You know, they're getting better. Uh, so, they're coming in on a hot streak. Well, both so teams are, game. yeah, both teams over the last three games are 3 and 0. So, this should be a great matchup. Friday night, it's at 8 p.m. at CNA Arena. Saturday, it's at 8 p.m. CNA Arena. And then Sunday is a 5 p.m. early afternoon game. Yeah, and that against. Sunday game is going to be so the first two games will be at the A rink called Summerlin Hospital Rink. Okay. And the, the third game there will be on the Ghost Energy B rink. Ooh, Ghost Energy. Not one of our sponsors, just so you know. No, no, not yet. Not yet. So, yeah, we're, we're really excited about watching uh, the Thunderbirds. Obviously, we're going to bring a lot of youth hockey uh, information to this, this podcast along with the local youth hockey teams. Uh, this is not obviously a youth hockey team. This is a, a Premier League team, but nevertheless, it is like we call it juniors, right? You call it junior hockey. Uh, this is an opportunity for us to kind of highlight the, that team and kind of follow it and, and bring it into our podcast. We're happy to do it. Um, once again, high energy, super fast game um, in a sense of speed. Uh, we're really looking forward to game one this Friday at 8 p.m. Um, looking forward to seeing how the Ontario Junior Rain play. Now, we've played in the Ontario Junior Rain rinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they are out of Baker's. Is it Bakersfield? No. No, they're Riverside. Out of Ontario. Yeah, like near in- Riverside, right? Yeah. yeah. Ontario. It's okay. Yeah. Obviously, Thunderbirds have a better ring. Just saying. No bias they there. Do. They do. It's it's objectively better. Uh, yeah, no, we, we actually played the uh, Bantam AA Ontario Junior Rain last year in a tournament out in California. Oh, how'd you guys so, do? Uh, we tried to give them the game, but we ended up pulling it out. I think it was 4-1. Uh, to one. Okay. So. Um, if you guys are interested in watching any of the local hockey games, they are being broadcasted by various parents throughout the uh, valley. Uh, one of them is Larison Sports Broadcasting. Um, you can find that on YouTube. Uh, she broadcasts the uh, Bishop Gorman Varsity and also the Vegas Junior Golden Knights 13 AAA team. Uh, the Storm 14 AA, can, you can watch those games on Twitch at Scully7, S-C-U-L-L-7, or Skull7, right? Yeah. Skull7. S-C-U-L-L-I-7. Oh, is there an I in there? I thought Scully the I was seven. Scully7. Yeah, there's an I in that one. And, of course, um, um, where else do we broadcast? Twitch, and is there any other place for us? For us, we broadcast on our Facebook group okay, as well. Okay. Um, and we also broadcast on Rumble. Oh, Rumble. Okay. And then is there a name under Rumble? Is- Rumble, I believe, is under Sub-Zero. Okay. So, so the best thing to do would be get to our Facebook page, Vegas Ringside Rundown. We will, the group page, we'll, we'll definitely post our link there 
So you, if you want to mm-hmm. watch some of the local hockey games, you're more than welcome to click on that. It'll take you right into the Twitch stream, um, and then you can watch those games. And then, of course, uh, Larison Broadcast Sports Broadcasting. Um, you can watch there. We'll we'll make sure we try to get a link up there as well. And then uh, Ice Warriors, uh, we're still working out that who's going to be broadcasting. There's a lot of teams um, that have broadcasting. We'll try to get that up to in our Facebook or our Instagram. Um, it's going to take a little bit of time, but the season's long. We'll get it out as soon as we can. But realistically, we if you want to watch some youth hockey games, uh, there's a lot of places for you guys to actually go check it out. And remember, we'll try to collect those out on the website as well. So that um, as we go through the season, when we're reaching out to, to, to other parents and everything, trying to find out who's doing what, uh, we have a few of them listed on the website. We've got to update that page once we get the information. Yeah. Uh, but if you do, if you have information, yeah, if you have any of that information you would like to us to post it on the site, please reach out to us at info at Vegas, Vegas ringside.com. Well, why would you interrupt me? You just pointed at me to talk, buddy. And then, then you went ahead and just talked over. Well, me? then you paused. I thought you wanted me to come in. No, no pausing. Hey, you uh, know what though? Seriously, because <laughs> on our Instagram, we have we are followed by um, Henderson Silver Knights. We're followed by Vegas uh, Junior Golden Knights. We're followed by uh, multiple teams. So yeah, reach out to us. Uh, add us your links on your live streams if you're live streaming it. Uh, we'll be happy to to put a link onto our website at vegasringside.com. And uh, of course, if there's anything that you want us to add or correct or anything that's going on, send us an, send us an email or, or message us through the uh, various uh, social media locations that we've already mentioned a million times. Right. Uh, but yeah. once again, info at vegasringside.com is our email, but you know what though is interesting there, Nate is this really cool hack company and i want to just throw this out there right now passion on the ice passion in our style and nothing says passion like havoc hats crafted for those who love the game and an eye for design have a cat company where every cap tells a story make it yours what do you think your cap story is my cap story mm. probably a nightcap while I'm sleeping. <laughs> I like it. Mine's a pop cap. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, if you're interested in, in getting your hands on the fashionable Havoc hat, we'll have a link actually on our website with a photo of one of the Havoc hats. That's H-A-V-O-K. Or that's the name of the co- the hat. But really, it's Get Havoc. At some point, it will be Get Havoc. Dot com. Yes, dot com but hit us up at info at vegas ringside throw us an email hey you want a hat we'll be happy to get one out to you oh uh real quickly because we have about uh, we're actually over we're at an hour and seven minutes um <laughs> we are going to also come out uh next tuesday and talk about a couple of kids uh that we didn't have time today but we will talk about a couple kids in the future um, but if you want to have your kid uh, spotlighted in, into the podcast, uh, shoot us an email at info at VegasRingside.com. That's it. Uh, I'm Ron. And I'm Nate. And we're out. <laughs>